Welcome to iHeart Learning and Teaching, where the world of education meets the true love of learning. Join us as we take a spiritual journey into teaching and learning. Hey everyone, Amy and Elizabeth here. We're so excited that you joined us today. This is podcast episode number three. Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about building student independence through the gradual release. Grateful model. for you. And I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for all of the things the Lord gave me eyes to see. Hey, Amy. Elizabeth, I have a confession. I can barely wait to hear it. Well, mm, sometimes I can be a bit of a control freak. You? Control freak? Never. I know. It's shocking. But here's the thing, it doesn't serve me well in the classroom. We are absolutely guiding instruction and controlling our environment, but we can never over control or micromanage our students. The learning is theirs and we must give it to them to own that learning. So I'm wondering, how do we go about getting on that road to having our students own their own learning while we're still driving them forward? Well, we know the gradual release model really sets students up for success through strong teacher modeling, strong teacher support and shared and guided practice. And then here's the key, that student independent practice. We so frequently want to leave that out because we're afraid our students may struggle and fail. So let me get this right. What I heard you say was that the gradual release model starts with strong modeling on the teacher's part and then releasing them just a bit to where they practice it in groups or with partners. And then we release them independently. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, that is a very different picture from the way that I learned in elementary school. I can remember in math, the teacher worked a few problems and then we were on our own and boy was I nervous to do those problems. Well, when we think about Jesus's example, he was a true model for his disciples. Jesus, who is the most phenomenal teacher who can inspire us still today and our practices in the classroom, shows us how to model and support. Think about the time Jesus walked on the water. He invited his disciples to come walk with him. How awestruck and surprised they must have been to see their teacher defying gravity, defying laws of physics, and walking on water in a storm, no less. And I'm thinking about this story as Jesus puts his hands out on the water and invites his disciples and out steps Peter. And Peter is successful at walking on the water. He starts moving toward Jesus. But then you'll notice that through his movement, he starts being fearful and he falls into the water. But what does Jesus do as his teacher? He is still encouraging him, still guiding him, still building him up. He says, fear not. He doesn't fuss. He doesn't say, I told you so. He says, fear not. He's encouraging his students. And through the rest of their time together, Jesus continued to teach and model how to heal for all of his disciples. And Peter paid attention. Sure, he fell on the water. He fell and he failed. But it's okay because there's growth in failure. I think about Thomas Edison's great quote when he says, 
I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Well, that's what learning is. It's a discovery process. So sure, Peter fell, but he still learned through that because he went on to be an amazing healer in his own right. Peter had so many miracles that he performed, including the raising of the dead. There was a beloved woman, a seamstress named Tabitha, who everyone loved because she was such a sweet, helpful woman. And when she died, everyone was so sad and they held her beautiful clothes that she had sewn and they cried. And Peter walked right through that crowd and he raised Tabitha from the dead. So sure, he fell sometimes when he tried to walk on the water. I'm sure he struggled, but he was so successful ultimately. Raising someone from the dead, we think about that as a miracle of miracles. What a great student Peter was. I'm thinking back to the idea of what we're talking about today, the gradual release model. And wow, how powerful it is that we can bring this all the way back to Jesus and his teachings. He started with the gradual release model and who better to learn from than the greatest teacher ever known, Jesus Christ. And he trusted his disciples, just like we have to trust our students. And sometimes it's hard. Maybe it's not hard for everyone, but sometimes it's hard for me to trust that struggle. I wanna get in there and save the students from the struggle. Sometimes I'm even guilty of answering my own question. I may ask a question that I think is really thought provoking. And if no one answers right away, I'll give a follow-up question and another and another until I've just really brought the rigor down from that question. But sometimes I'll ask a question and I'm patient. And when I wait, wow, the student answers far exceed what I can even imagine. Giving them opportunity to collaborate and struggle together or think independently lets them really innovate brainstorm and discover. That's true learning. And so when you're thinking about that idea of wait time, I think sometimes it's uncomfortable for us as teachers to have complete silence in the classroom. It almost seems like an awkward time or that students aren't fully prepared for the lesson or they don't know the material. But when we view wait time through the lens of the gradual release model, we start to understand and our students start to cultivate this understanding that wait time is that think time. And it's okay to be silent or it's okay to turn and talk to a partner about your thoughts. Many years ago, I had a wonderful opportunity to teach a classroom that had a lot of students with special needs. And some of the students were on an alternative graduation path. And that meant that they were supposed to learn more life skills than academic skills throughout the day. However, these students wanted to read so desperately and their parents wanted them to read and they loved stories. So we decided we're going to learn how to read in this class. And it was a struggle. We started with phonics. I read to them constantly. We had read alouds and shared readings and guided readings and really focused phonics lessons. And I thought it was going great until one day an outsider came into the classroom and she called me to the side and she said, Amy, that's just cruel for you to be setting students up. 
for failure like that. They're struggling too much and you're making them feel like failures because of the struggle they're having in reading. And I thought about it and I considered her words, but I knew my students could struggle through it. And they did, because without struggle, there's no learning, there's no glory, there's no success. Well, all of the students in the group wound up being successful readers, growing even up to four grade levels in reading ability in one year, exceeding everyone's expectations. It was a thrilling experience because they had opportunity to struggle and be independent in that learning, just like Peter. That's an incredible story, all thanks to the gradual release model, letting your students struggle and feel the sense of failure until they feel victorious. And in your case, your students were victorious readers. Wow, what an amazing story, Amy. And they continue to be successful readers today. Many of them have jobs which require them to read on a daily basis, and it's just part of their everyday lives. It's not our place to ever limit our students, but to hold the highest of expectations for all of them. And gradual release really allows us to do that because it builds that opportunity for independence. And in that independence, our students start to feel a sense of achievement, accomplishment, a can-do attitude, because we're allowing them that time to struggle, that time to feel failure until they feel like they are successful. And sometimes that takes a really long time, but sometimes it comes rapidly. Would you say there's a time limit on the gradual release, Amy? There is no time limit on learning. There are no limits of any kind on learning. We have to be patient and most of all, persistent in our pursuit of learning. You know, this reminds me of a time where I worked with a faculty on a certain assessment that came out that was rather new. It was a standardized assessment and it had a particular writing portion to it that was brand new. No one had seen this before. And our students took this assessment and when the scores came back, they weren't necessarily what we were hoping for. So as a team of teachers, we came together and we looked at this assessment and said, what is it asking of our students? And what do we need to do in the classroom? What did we do? We immediately went to the gradual release model. We said, what do our writers need to learn? How can they answer this prompt? And how are we gonna set it up in the gradual release model? We gave them heavy, heavy modeling on what good writers do. We released them into writing groups. We had writing conferences happening with our students. Our students were feeling much success in writing. And this went on and on throughout the year. Well, the next year came around, the standardized test was here, our scores came back, and the second time around, we were celebrating thanks to the gradual release model. Our scores had increased so much that they came in just under 100% proficiency for many of the tested grade levels. It was quite a celebration, but that was thanks to putting the gradual release model in place and letting our writers feel that sense of failure before they felt that sense of achievement. It's all about ownership. And I'm so grateful that Jesus gives us such a good model to look to when we think about any need we may have in our classroom. So if you're thinking a little bit more about the gradual release model, 
Imagine Jesus standing on the water, his arms wide open, inviting you in, inviting your students in. And his words were, fear not. Fear not for teaching with the gradual release model. Fear not for allowing your students to have that sense of struggle until they feel that sense of victory. The academic struggle is real, but lean into that struggle because that's where there's learning, opportunity for growth, and ultimate victory. We hope you have a joyful week of teaching and learning in the classroom. Until next time, we wish you well. I Heart Learning and Teaching would love to give a special thank you to Alex Cook from alexcookmusic.com for making the world a more joyful place to learn and grow by sharing his beautiful music. The song featured in this podcast is called A Heart That Cannot Be Broken. I'm grateful for learning And I'm grateful to pray Glad that I don't always get my way I'm grateful to ask And I'm glad I can borrow And sometimes I'm just glad to try again tomorrow And a heart that's full of thanks cannot be broken grateful for you and I'm grateful for me I'm grateful for all of the things the Lord gave me eyes to see I'm grateful there's more every step of the way I'm grateful to be alive